Good morning out there. Um, this is the Sustainability Sessions. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre. I hope people out there are uh, staying safe, hopefully staying out of the path of fires. Um, here in Seattle, where I'm at in the air, has um, returned to being cool. And there's a little moisture in the air, which is something that I've missed for a while. It feels like, feels like home. Um, Today, our guest is uh, actually celebrating his one-year anniversary from the last time he was here, and uh, I was just so excited to have him back that I brought him back. Wolf Lichtenstein. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you, as always. We're on Zoom, so I get to see him. You all out on the radio just get to hear him. Um, I'm looking good. I'm looking good, (laughs) just to let you all know. You do look good. You've, you've, you've had a little vacation time for the first time in years, I believe. Yeah, a little bit of glow. Had a, a couple of months off for a mini sabbatical. Still have to check in with clients, but I had some free time and it felt really good. I was uh, not burnt out in the climate work that I was doing, but I was fast approaching it. And so this time away has been helpful for sure. Good for you. Good for you. And the work that you do is with Evergreen Carbon. So why don't you, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about just kind of overall, just quickly kind of who you are. And then let's talk in the context of what's going on with the climate right now. Yeah. No, serious yeah stuff. No, no kidding. It's been a weird few months here. Um, so I do climate work. I do audits like greenhouse gas verifications reporting. I also, um, the, the exciting work that I do with Evergreen Carbon is to develop new carbon projects. And I hope at the end of this hour, I have a chance to talk a little bit about a project that I'm, that I'm gonna be rejoining the team starting September 1st. Um, and I, I provide carbon offsets to organizations, to companies like the Aquarium here in Seattle and other organizations and um, to help them offset their greenhouse gas. Footprint. What's your website, Wolf, for, just so people can... Well, it's just evergreencarbon.com. Cool. place to go. It needs an update. So if you see it and have a suggestion, let me know. <laughs> I'll be working on that next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, just, you know, I was sitting under this heat dome, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, I guess just before I started the sabbatical, and it's over 105 degrees here in Seattle, and I'm looking at, like, data that's, like, not well organized, and I'm a little frustrated, and thought, man, this is, it's like, am I just spinning my wheels here? What's going on, you know, and taking a step back has been helpful and i feel recharged good for you good for you and we all we all need to remember to do that i think especially after this oh this crazy last year and a half of covid i think just the stress that we're all under and there's and there's just big big opportunities and big 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 challenges out there in the world right now and so it's 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 important to make sure we remember to take care of ourselves so good good for Mm -hmm. you thank you but yeah, let's talk about let's talk about what is what is happening right now in, in our state and how it you know well, and, and then you know, the world climate wise. Yeah, unprecedented wildfires and 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 various events and droughts and it's hurricanes. crazy. It is 
crazy. It is basically the scenarios that the climate scientists have been predicting, and they would That's give a range. <laughs> you know, we'd, we'd give a, you know, they give a range of, you know, well, this might, you know, may not be so bad, or this is kind of the worst case. We're staring, you know, right in the face of the worst case, worst okay. cases. You go to YouTube and you, you know, you you search on flooding or or wildfire or drought, you'll see these events happening from here in Washington State, California, up and down the West Coast, up in BC. You'll also see it in China and flooding in China, flooding in Utah, flooding, the flooding in Europe a few weeks ago was just craziness. I mean, just these established communities, you know, affecting you know, not the poorest of the poor, but you know, all of us, the, the, the middle class, the upper middle class, it doesn't matter who and what you are and what your status is. Mother nature doesn't really care what your bank account looks like. You know, things, there's so much energy in the atmosphere and so much heat. And so things go on, we get these rain bombs of like just, you know, a foot of rain in a few hours, you know, it's just craziness and all these, you know, the water has to go someplace. So that's, that's what I see happening. It's like, I'm fascinated by it. And it's, it's sort of like watching like a, a, a you know, like rubbernecking on a traffic accident or something like that. You're just so kind of curious, but if you don't look up, you're going to hit the next car in front of you. So we need to look up. And we yep. need to realize that, hey, this is affecting me as well. It's not just someone in the floodplain, but it's all of us. Right. Yeah. So this is really serious stuff. But thankfully, and one of the reasons why I love having you on is you are doing work that is really, you're in touch with the pushing of the boundaries of this stuff on the macro level. You've also got your finger on the pulse of what people can do seriously, legitimately, individually to make a, a big difference. And then also it's important that we in Washington state have taken a couple of big steps um, yeah. with some legislation this last spring. And then also, you know, there's some good, good steps. I'd like to see a heck of a lot more, but with the infrastructure bill um, federally, you know, so we're, there are things that there are things we can and must do and we must move freakishly fast Quickly, um, yes. to get to get it done. Let's let's just because you know the people out here in our listening to our radio show come from all walks of life. Let's talk a little bit about what individuals can do first. To sure, sure. So I would say the first thing that anyone who gets involved in this work they need to establish their own relationship with Mother Nature. You know, Mother Gaia. With and can I say know, this? This work means even just how we live our lives and how we think about it. it. Doesn't even mean just professionally, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Just what can we do in our average lives? You might be a lawyer, doctor, a fast food worker. Doesn't really matter. Um, you know, here's you know some things to think about. And again, that that connection to nature is really important. Make it personal. Find your own ritual, your own ceremony, your only way to your own way to honor the earth. And therefore, with a personal commitment, I think you become motivated and charged and compelled forward. It's like, I got to be doing this. So in individual lives, you know, we need to look at our own contributions to carbon footprints. 
And so if you, you know, you got the money, sometimes you'll go out and buy, you know, a big old vehicle that gets 13 miles per gallon and go charging around. It's a lot of fun. But, you know, ultimately to the rest of the people on the planet, you know, what gives you the right, you know, to take an outward sized chunk of our greenhouse gas budget that we have left um, for your joy rides? Nothing personal to my friend Trenton. I love, love you, buddy. Love your new car. But, dude, you know, you could have gotten a Prius, too. Um, so, <laughs> I got an electric car and it's really fast. Yeah, electric cars are amazing. I'm really looking forward to I'm hoping in 2022, I might be able to get myself an electric car. But beyond, you know, your our personal vehicle trans transportation, don't be afraid to take the bus, the bus is already going, it does take time, it takes patience. And, but at least you're not in traffic, you know, yourself, at least driving in traffic. Um, so transportation options and think about, you know, when you get on the plane, is this, is this just for my own, you know, you know, for my own stuff, it's like, yeah, I want to go have some fun. I can afford it. I'm going to hop on a plane and go first class to some foreign country and party for a week and then come home. You know, yeah, you can do that. That's fine. But man, there's a there's a footprint, you know, maybe you can find a way to stay home and, and have fun with your friends and find other ways to kind of release your stress and your tension. Um, and because, you know, creating more greenhouse gases is just going to add, you know, we talked about, you know, COVID briefly, you know, and you know, mental health issues showed up. Mental health issues around climate change are showing up and they will be, especially if you're a population that's affected by it and you have to like leave your home or you can't go outside because of the smoke in the air. That affects us, that adds stress to our lives. So personally, you know, I kind of look at my transportation options. I try to take the bus as much as I can. I, instead of upgrading to a new vehicle this year, I bought an electric bicycle. So I take care of most of my errands and visiting and places where I need to go, at least in West Seattle, in my neighborhood where I go. I'm on my bike a lot. You'll see me riding around on my blue bike and my purple helmet. <laughs> um, and then, you know, and then kind of, you know, the, you know, I look at the foods I eat and what I buy. I try not to get too much processed food, though it's so easy to do. I try to, yeah, you know what, I'm going to have to cook and get some raw ingredients and not kind of, you know, look at this, I don't know, this mechanistic, this industrial complex that provides us food and wrapped in plastic and boxes, you know, it's yeah. like, if that's all you eat, you know, you, your diet might be suffering as well. So good, healthy diet gives the strength to move on. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you have you some know, resources, Wolf, like organizations and, and, and you know, different couple yeah, of yeah, I was about to, to learn and. Yes, I was about to get there. There's an excellent organization here in the Northwest called People for Climate Action. And this is a group that is really kind of working with, um, with really government programs as well and kind of hand in hand and people who want to volunteer. And I've worked with, a, uh, well, I have worked and I hope to continue to work with the community of Lake Forest Park and they're looking at their community's greenhouse gas footprint and how can they take action? It's a small community, maybe 14, 15,000 people, but but they're working on doing an inventory for the community and seeing where the greenhouse gases are coming from. And then they'll, you know, develop outreach campaigns and kind of kind of help make that change. 
people for climate action does that similar type of work and so from our own personal behavior and our own choices just be thoughtful about your choices and consider climate and what you're doing you know and it's you know for me i look at the plastic chair sitting in my front yard which is a nice place place to sit but behind that plastic there's a petroleum industry right that is mining all this oil that's been sequestered underground for billions of, of years so bringing it up into our ecosystem making plastic chairs but also making a lot of other stuff that maybe are not as useful mm -hmm. so you know i kind of try to make the connections everything kind of hangs together and you know to separate kind of the behavior or what your purchases are from everything else you're lying to yourself. We need to like open up to all these connections between people across the planet and what's going on and our purchasing patterns and really government policy. And that's where a group like People for Climate Action would come into play working can, with Can policy. you tell us that web address for People for Climate Action? Excuse me? You have the web address for People for Climate Action. Oh, People for Climate Action. I do. I do, as a matter of fact. Um, see, I had it up here because I was looking at it. It's just peopleforclimateaction.org. Okay, easy. That's all it is. Easy. I'm not actually the official member, but I'm aware of the group and the the Lake Forest Park people that I'm working with. They are they are members of this People for Climate Action. It is really interesting how different communities are getting together. You and I, when we last spoke in West Seattle, we talked about just ideas, with, like with the work that you do, of getting different groups. Like, if, what if we got all the businesses in that neighborhood where we met working together to figure out how to reduce their climate footprint, you know, together, exactly. that adds up. I used to work in an organization called the Seattle, Seattle 2030 District, which works with yeah. the downtown business core. So that's a different thing that's on a bigger scale, but it's like that group of businesses. Um, and then there it's replicated throughout North America, different, different cities saying, okay, how yeah. do we get together and reduce our footprint? And that goes to a smaller scale. Like you and I were just talking about this one little, you know, neighborhood uh, merchant cluster. What if we went and went around and talked to them and offered said your services? This is how you can figure out your carbon footprint. This is how we can reduce it. This is how we can work together. This is right. how we can show other people how we're doing it. Because it's something we have to invent our way out of and think our way out of. We're getting we just got a few minutes before we got a break here, and everything always moves quickly on the show. Um, and I want to just throw out another thing, just of, of just because I always want to reference. I got into this position of this program through my work with the Northwest Eco Building Guild. It's, that's another group of people trying to figure out how to make Absolutely. our homes, both in how we build, how we remodel, how we live in our homes, make that uh, more efficient and effective. And they actually have an up upcoming picnic um, at the Wallingford Playfield on the 25th at 6 p.m. August 25th, 6 p.m. So again, for you listening out there, if you live in the Seattle area and want to know how to get together with people who are thinking about this and trying to figure out how to make individual choices, that's another great resource. So I want to yeah, throw that Yeah, the Eco Builders Guild are filled with amazing, knowledgeable people about their industry. Absolutely. Just chat yeah. them up. Chat them up. And they've been, they've been working hard at creating, you know, and I've been working with them to create from 101 level classes and resources to people who are just i mean honestly like me when i started doing real estate it's like i want to tell people how to live sustainably 
in their homes and I don't have the technical knowledge, but I want to. And there's a, there's, and so we started creating curriculum for people who are trying to figure that out. Right. They could come and they could learn and they connect with those experts and then trying to make this all digestible and understandable. Um, And I think that that's a, that's, that's a big part of it too. We have to figure out collectively how to break this big issue down into things that people can do. Cause I think oftentimes people get stymied by the, by the overwhelm. You know, that's one of the challenges. Oh yeah. That's the thing with climate change. It is overwhelming. So self-care is a big part of dealing with it for sure. Yeah. So we're going to go to break in just a minute here, but when we come back, I want to talk about some of the really awesome things that's happening at our state level. Um, yeah. Get back to that you know, personal stuff that we can do. Um, and then really talk about some of the really big things that you know about that are happening and could be happening in the future. Because um, there are big brains thinking on this stuff and I'm, I'm awfully thankful for that. So awesome. we're going to go to break. Um, we are uh, the sustainability sessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre. This is part of Lift Your Spirits Radio. Thanks, Dina Marie, for all the work that you do to make this happen. And we will be back in just a minute. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Enjoy a day of rejuvenation and bliss at the Kameno Island Day Spa, a sanctuary for healing and wellness. Select one of our bliss packages or customize your day, choosing from massage, facials, reflexology, or our vibrational energy balancing treatment. Your session will be customized to meet your needs, body, soul, and spirit. Visit the Kameno Island Day Spa on Facebook and discover their current specials and plan your tranquil day away. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kassara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit truehealth.com. That's truhealth.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. In these changing times, it's the perfect opportunity to learn new techniques that can bring calm back into your being. If you are ready to love living life, read Marla Williams' new book, The Being Zone. It will become your guidebook for creating the life you always dreamed of. Learn more about her book and online training program at TheBeingZone.com. I invite you to tune into Lift Your Spirits Radio on the first Friday of the month for Love Living Life with Marla Williams. Tune in every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. for the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer. Learn from and be inspired by local leaders, thinkers, and problem solvers who are tackling the sustainable living questions through invention, collaboration, and hard work. 
This lively and thought-provoking show focuses on tangible, practical measures that we can all take to reduce our carbon footprint and rethink how we relate to the resources of our natural world. Don't forget, that's the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. Organic, free-range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to the Sustainability Sessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre. This is part of Lift Your Spirits Radio with Dina Marie. We got Benny, our awesome producer, keeping us on track today. Thanks, Benny. How are you today? Doing very well. Thank you very much. And yes, uh, our hearts go out to everyone, uh, especially in the Puget Sound and the Pacific Northwest, for uh, dealing with all the uh, fires and, you know, to still stay safe and be very cautious on, you know, what you're doing out there and, and what you're doing with your items. We shouldn't be, you know, tossing things out of windows and making it worse. You know what I mean? Tossing things out windows, yep. parking up grass. I mean, it's just literally, we all need to be like, yes. what are we doing? How are we doing it? Mm-hmm. How can we do it in a way that is more just as, my guest today, Wolf yes. Lichtenstein from Evergreen Carbon. And we found at evergreencarbon.com, who is, Wolf, you're doing such like groundbreaking work on the macro level, but you also are really working with individuals. Um, so appreciate what you do and how earnestly you do it. Um, you. you were just talking about how we all just need to get like, really, if you want to get down to this, we need to get reconnected with our relationship to this planet and the cycles yes. and systems. And yeah, just like, Benny, you were saying, as, as we live in our lives, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I was able to buy a, a cheap little electric car a year ago because I needed, uh, broke up with my partner. I suddenly needed to buy, have a vehicle, um, a new one. And so I got this little electric car. Love it. First car payment I've had in ages, but whatever. It's not that big and it's it's so clean and fast and easy to drive. But, you know, we're all... I mean, and, and it feels good. Can. Yeah. I, I bet you it feels really good driving it. You know, I, it that does actually. Not... Like I, I was feeling really bummed out. Um, because we had, you know, uh, uh, more of an SUV that you use really used it for outdoor activities and, and that, like driving around the city and stuff. It's like, God, I just like, oh, I just saw guilty driving around. It actually feels good and it's super roomy my car happens to have like a hatchback and suicide doors so it's super functional you can get dogs and stuff and all kinds of things in it um, i know the trucks are going to be at, coming out next year which i think was um, real yeah. major. i'm very and I think excited about new technology mm-hmm. and i'm really big on this idea like we have to get excited about these you know different different ideas this is the future we can we can create a healthier future we can do it and creating a new power grid and um, my my guest last month was um matthew hepner um from the um international brotherhood of electrical workers and was talking about led the clean energy transformation act it was just passed in our state and how important yes. that is for jobs in this state uh, you know, electrical workers, but let, let's create a carbon-free, a greenhouse gas-free future. How cool is that? I mean, that's exciting to me. 
how do we get mm -hmm. reconnected with the earth? Uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a, a movement out there. I think it's called, you know, hope punk or solar punk, but just sort of this idea of creating new narratives about mm. how the future can be healthier and we can be more connected. I think that that's really important to start to visualize what's possible. And so with mm. that, um, since yeah. you're right in the middle of that wolf, you're making, you're, you're making these things happen and helping people get there with, from the businesses that you work with to reduce the greenhouse gas offs, you know, the offsetting of their carbon and helping offsetting absolutely yeah to to larger scale reductions to helping individuals we all we, we both need to reduce dramatically and we also need to capture it we also need to clean it and, and so we got to do all the things right yeah actually you know great segue because you know there's some new washington laws that is going to support that transition and you know providing money to in order to do that to create this elect this electrical grill grid excuse me and mm -hmm. and and money to to help air quality and to combat health disparities you know the people who live down in like georgetown and south park and stuff their air quality is not as good as the people who live up north you know they have more industry around them you know so they've and been suffering yeah one of the things everything. i love about this is is i mean we're going to talk a little bit later about some of the really fancy high-tech technologies but one of the best yeah. technologies for fighting carbon is trees yeah plant a tree they've been around for a while they're self-replicating yeah we yeah. don't have to do you a know, lot <laughs> we just need more of them right and a lot of these you know these carbon offset projects are around forestry about either growing new forests or improving the existing forests and protecting what's there and that the carbon finance and money that comes into these forest projects provides for people to go on patrols and to be protectors and to stop people from poaching these you know big giant trees in an illegal manner and it's you know and it's it's preserving these lands and helping you know keeping the sequestration part planting a tree keeping that going you know if there's a few people you know who can cut down all the trees and make a lot of money and they own the trees they own the land but gee what about the rest of us and what about the air quality and what about you know co2 in the atmosphere you know it's and like think you, about you have like to if take you, responsibility if Changed you know, our relationship to how we thought about trees and how we thought about the ownership of these things. And we went back, you and I, as we were talking yesterday, and whatever radio audience, we're gonna we're we're gonna have to talk big concepts today. Like, what if yeah. we just change our relationship of land ownership? You know, it was a few generations ago where in many places in the world the idea of owning land was thought of really differently like we are we are part of the land there's this concept of reciprocity that you and i were talking about yesterday right. we think it's not just about what we we can take out of the land we got to think about what we can put back in it's it's a cycle because right now we're, we're mother nature's we've taken too big of a withdrawal from that bank account and yeah and you know and yeah. i think yeah, and I think a fundamental shift in our thought process is like we're typically responsible to ourselves, responsible to our families and those ones closest to us. But what if we look at it that, you know what, we're responsible for everyone else, we're responsible for each other, we're responsible 
to all humankind. This is our this is our primary responsibility. You know, it's as equal to the responsibility to yourself because it's the same responsibility. And you know, people have to widen their what they consider their relations. You know, I, I, I couldn't understand, you know, like the Indian tribes and they say, you know, salmon is, is, are my brothers, you know, I couldn't understand that. I, I'm beginning to understand that more. They have responsibility to the salmon. The salmon provides them nourishment and sustenance. And it's important for them, the people then to preserve the salmon runs. And to- Are you familiar with the fact that there is DNA Salmon DNA found in large old growth trees throughout the Pacific Northwest, throughout. That that doesn't, I did not know that, but it does so not the, surprise the, me. The, it does yeah, not the salmon me. that spawn in our rivers that grow these forests, you know, so what comes first, the salmon or the trees, they don't know. Like there's just, it's, yeah. it's one well, of those, and that's yeah, a cycle the, right there. The salmon, the salmon come upstream, the bears and other animals eat them and and does the bear poop in the wood? Yeah, not only does it poop in the woods, but it poops out, out salmon, you yep. know? And that, salmon. that, that and gives the so creates the soil. The soil and in, helps and the trees and the fungi. Absolutely, absolutely. It's all connected. And so we have to see that. So John Muir saw that, you know, 150 years ago, he saw that, you know, everything is connected. There's one thread that connects us all. Yep. And so to recognize our responsibility to each other, not you, you, you even say, oh, I'm not responsible for the planet, but I'm responsible for my other human beings. You know, I don't go around harming people, you know, and if my behavior is harmful to somebody else. I want to know about it and I want to learn so I don't do that harmful behavior anymore. Let's talk about um, what. So we're, we're doing some really cool stuff here in Washington State. Um, and just again, I want to throw out Wolf's website is evergreencarbon.com. Um, and what was you wanted to, I want to talk about the legislation, but also there's a couple of organizations that uh, folks who could go to to get informed, get educated, get involved. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of left off. I talked to, about people for climate action, but there's 350.org that a lot of people know about. They're, you know, a lot of young people join 350.org because they're looking for a, a container, a forum in order to do their activism, in order to have these conversations. You know, if I'm a 20-something, knowing what I know, I would be freaking out every day, you know, and I would be going to all the 350.org meetings and protesting out there in the street. ClimateAction.org is the other web. Is the other web. ClimateAction.org, 350.org, and another good organization that's more mature, I would say, the Washington Environmental Council here in Washington Absolutely. State. They do really good work, and they, you know, work with legislatures, and they do analysis of proposed legislation and policy. And really, really good, thoughtful organization. And they I give people with that opportunities to like learn about that legislation, voice their opinion about that legislation, and participate in the process. And advocate and lobby. Absolutely. 
And I think they are at WECprotects.org, I believe. Yes, that's what it is. WECprotects.org. Yes. So let's talk about some of this legislation that's uh, happening in our state, what that means, and again, how this can create that better future that we need. Yeah. So one buildup. Yeah, one bill that I followed, you know, through this legislative process that passed is Senate Bill 5126, known as the Climate Commitment Act. This is, um, it's similar to the California kind of cap and trade. It's like a cap and invest type of situation, but the polluters have to pay and they pay into the government. Ecology Department of Ecology now is in their rulemaking process. So 20, I believe it's 2023, which would be the first reporting year. Because uh, it takes time because, you know, industry has input. You know, you don't want to chase industry away from the state, but you want to give a pathway, right, for mm-hmm. all industries. So, um, and I think that's so, so important. We need to figure out how to make this stuff implementable, doable. We've got to bring people along. Right. So it sets a cap on the emissions. And allowances can be bought if you're above the cap, or you can sell your extra a, 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 a allowances that you don't need. You can sell those that are excess to another company that needs more. And there's only a limited amount of allowances out there, right? So each year it gets ratcheted down, or actually it's a three-year cycle, but they get ratcheted down. And you either reduce or you pay more money into the pot. And the pot is going back into the community to invest, invest back in into tribal relations, invest into air quality and health concerns. Um, it's going into establish, you know, green transportation programs. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you, we talked about electric vehicles. You know, right now I'm seeing some chargers, but then you go it down to California. Sure. Yeah, if you go down to California, you see whole batteries of these chargers and people know where to go to get their vehicle charged. And and so so charging stations. And the other bill, the Clean Energy CETA, the Clean Energy Transformation Act that passed this spring, that's going to help. That's going to do a lot of great things. My, my guest last month, Matthew Hefner from the IBEW, Go check out that show. He talked about CETA, Clean Energy Transformation Act, and how we can create jobs, we can have healthy, stronger communities by building this new power grid that's not petroleum-based. And it's it's exciting. It's cool. It's exciting. Yes. I mean, we are innovators here in this state. We are innovators here in this country. And it's like there is so much possible, but we got to we got to get on it. And um, yeah, we do, we do absolutely. Inform yourselves what the options are, and learn about this. And then you know, talk about this in your place of business as well. You know, perhaps your place of business is subject to these policies, or maybe you're you have a smaller business, but it doesn't stop. You know, and you'd people, probably be able I, to help them figure that out, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Contact <laughs> me. I, I'm a evergreencarbon.com. Yes, I'm a climate re, uh, re, re, reality leader, you know, trained by Al Gore in that cohort. I have great presentations. I do this for free. Bring me into your place of business or to your organization or to your church group, whatever, and I will give you an hour slideshow 
well, in a half hour slideshow and a half hour dis mutual discussion. And I've been so amazed that the people who come to these things get so engaged and so passionate about it. It's a self-selecting audience at the same time, but still I am delighted to see seniors get passionate. What can I do? Young people, what can I do? So there are things that we can all do and it's exciting to get people engaged. And, and that's Very part cool. of my personal mission, yes. And you are, you are doing that with your work as well, helping these businesses and individuals figure out how to re practically, feasibly reduce the carbon footprint. And we've got to yes. go to break here in a minute. Um, so when we come so back, we, we're gonna, let's talk about the big scale stuff. Let's talk about, because we got to reduce it. We got to do the reduction, but then there's also big technologies because that is not enough. It's hand in hand. We got to change yeah. our individual relationship, but we've got to reduce some of this carbon that's already in the air. So yeah, yeah. I want to talk about carbon capture and soil, soil organic carbon. Yeah, we'll talk about. It's going to be. Back. I love that geeky, exciting stuff. It's. <laughs> I think it's yeah, really it's geeky, but it's cool. But it's, it's, it is more fundamentally important, I think, than anything else. So we're going to go to break in a sec. Uh, this is the Sustainability Sessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre. Uh, this is part of Lift Your Spirits Radio. Uh, uh, thanks, Dina Marie, for all the work that you do with that. I'm here today with you in, in large part due to my work with the Northwest Eco Building Guild. They are having a annual picnic, uh, August 25th, 6 p.m. at Wallingford Playfield in Seattle. Um, Ecobuilding.org is their website. So lots of good connections. We are going to go to break. Uh, thanks so much. Sustainability Sessions will be back in a sec. Brand new song. Our Energy Matters Tip of the Week with Dina Marie. This week, I want you to express yourself. If something's weighing on you, something that's bothering you, something maybe eating you up inside, get out a piece of paper and write a letter. Write a letter to the person, place, or activity that no longer lifts your spirits and get it out. You want to get it off your chest, you want to express yourself, and then you want to let it go. And I had so many clients in this uh, lifetime burn letters and their life changed and multiple times they would have things just pop up into their head and it would be eating up inside and they would just change their tune and release it so this week our energy matters tip of the week is to release the things that are weighing on you and let them go go outside light a fire and watch it burn so our energy matters tip of the week express yourself and let it go need to lift your spirits this summer? If so, come to the Ocean Shores Body and Soul Festival, Saturday, August 28th, and Sunday the 29th. It'll be a great weekend to escape to the beach. There will be classes offered both days, intuitive readers, artisans, and health providers. The Ocean Shores Body and Soul Festival will be happening at the Ocean Shores Convention Center. We'll be open that weekend, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m and admission is free. The festival will be taking donations for Green Harbor, a group who is dedicated to keeping our beaches clean. Hope to see you there. Is ADHD or dyslexia holding you or someone you love back? 
Do you struggle to organize, process information, concentrate, or even remember things? Or has a brain injury impacted your life? At A Bit Better Brain, we have a simple, fast, and natural solution. The brain integration technique clears the blocked pathways in your brain so you can live life unhindered. Visit abitbetterbrain.com to hear real stories of real transformation. That's abitbetterbrain.com. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Okay, welcome back to the Sustainability Sessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre. Um, thank you all for listening. We're, we're having an important show this morning. What I think is like the A number one thing that we need to focus on um, is our relationship with the planet uh, in the context of climate change that is happening rapidly. Unfortunately, the, the worst case scenarios that scientists have been telling us about for years are they're coming true. We've got we've got wildfires, we've got floods, we've got rain bombs and heat domes and crazy things. Um, and my guest today, Wolf Lichtenstein, has been working really hard for the last 15 plus years on solutions, both in, individual solutions of how we can reduce our climate footprint. Really important stuff go and how individuals and businesses and communities, like all those different scales. Go to evergreencarbon.com to learn about that. But Wolf, you've also been really working on global efforts as well to figure out how to reduce the carbon that's in the air. You're in touch with the people who were thinking big on cutting edge ways. Again, I really believe we have to envision and create our way out of this because we don't really have a whole lot of choice. But tell yeah. tell us tell us about some of that big stuff that's going on. Yeah, yeah. What's 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 been exciting for me being involved in these international carbon markets is like this is global scope of this work, and like I provide carbon projects from Africa or South America or or Asia from. Uh, um, Indonesia was a project that I, I helped procure for a client recently, and I love learning about these efforts internationally. And so, you know, forest is like still a big deal and really important to preserve the forest we have and to create new forests and to find ways. Jeez, the best to, technology. Excuse me? Yeah, the I tree. Yeah, the tree is the best technology. And what's cool about these forest projects that so many of them come with these co-benefits. In other words, the, because a forest project is there and it's earning income by selling those carbon credits for the new carbon that's sequestered, that money goes back into the community that hosts the project. So instead of people coming into the forest and cutting down trees to make charcoal to cook their meals on, they are hired 
right, to be protectors of the forest, to stop this illegal scavenging and be able to find ways making make, making charcoal bricks out of twigs and branches instead of cutting down like whole trees, right? But you can't do that unless you have a kiln in order to bake this stuff and kind of compress them into charcoal briquettes that you can then sell and use. So if you're gonna be cooking on solid food, uh, excuse me, a solid fuel, which 3 billion people on the planet still do, they cook their meals on an open you know, fire. That's amazing. And so there's got to be a better way than cut down trees to continue that and then, you know, help people have more efficient cook stoves, that type of thing. That's another big type of carbon project is these efficient cook stoves. So you don't build a big open fire because in many regions of the world, you have to boil your water before you drink it. Mm -hmm. And so instead of building a big fire, you can have like a small concentrated fire in a small, specially design stove that concentrates heat on a small amount of biomass, you know, that's, and boil your water, absolutely. That, let me just use this opportunity to give a shout out to our mutual friend, Charlie, who's been working with a really cool organization, Water for People, I believe it's called, where they're doing, they're giving people in, in um, Southern Mexico, Oaxaca, Chiapas, and I think going further south into Honduras and, and, and further. Um, it's so cool. They're giving them a prototype to like a, a, a directions, how to have to, and mold so that it's, they're not selling these stoves, but they're giving people the information. So that does generate right. some revenue, but it gives people the power to share amongst communities ways to build these little stoves that are cleaner. They use less fuel. Mm -hmm. And then a, a beautiful co-benefit of that is, is historically the kitchen where wood was normally burned and stoked, that, that kitchen would be so smoky and so dirty that um, moms would be in there by themselves getting dirty lungs and kids wouldn't be hanging around kids with in the kitchen. Eye so now and lung, yeah, lung and eye problems, absolutely. There's a company out there. But just really quickly, the, the beautiful benefit now is that families are hanging out in the kitchen together. Oh, yeah. Healthier, yeah but they're spending time together in a different way. That's really good beautiful. point. This it, it builds, you know, it, transforming it Right. It, it, it helps preserve families, keeps families and communities together, right? Instead of living in a polluting, but living in a clean, healthy world, um, it helps individuals and helps families and gatherings. EnviroFit, this company that I worked with, does provide, not only do they provide the design of the cook stoves, but they will establish a factory in in the area where they're going to be distributing these cook stoves and they distribute the cook stoves and they have you know like social workers that follow up make sure they're being used and training people so they're providing jobs in this new manufacturing installation to creating these 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 cook stoves in the local country um they provide you know uh you know, surveys and things like that. So people have to go out in and talk with the people and train and see how they're using the stoves a year after. And EnviroFit makes their money by selling those carbon credits, right? They're so- EnviroFit. EnviroFit, I believe okay. that's the name. And it's probably a .com or .org. But, you know, they're involved in projects in Africa and, and elsewhere in the developing world and least developed nations and, and it's 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 a cool gig, and you know they sell the carbon credits, 
you know, um, which enables them to provide these healthy cook stoves to people and help, like, you know, again, instead of, you know, burning big wood, you burn small wood. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Let's there's even stoves that, 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 yeah, there's even stoves that create biochar. And so you can kind of mm -hmm. till in that biochar into your garden and make your, which is like essentially charcoal. And you can till that into your garden and make your garden better. It retains water and provides carbon for the plants. Mm -hmm. Awesome thing. And large industrial scale, you know, there's a lot of pickup on uh, carbon capture and storage there's there's and it's like carbon capture use and storage so these are happening there's a company that does this just right out of the buildings themselves in new york city they're developing projects out there to, but it's being driven by local policy in new york city saying we're going to tax the pollution coming out of your building in it like over 600 dollars per ton so if you don't reduce you got a big bill at the end of 2024 and every year after that. And so doing carbon capture at the buildings is really important. Doing but carbon explain capture. that really quick. Just like, so with carbon, so how, how, how does that happen? How does the carbon capture? Yeah, and so, so, so there's, there's, yeah, there's two main way, ways. There's this direct air capture, which is there's a climb works out of Sweden that does this. And it's, 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 it's uh, Sweden, no, Switzerland. Sweden. I'm not sure. An S, an S starting European country, Climeworks. <laughs> um, they, so, so basically the CO2 is only like, oh my God, it's at 419 parts per million, I think was a high number that I saw recently. But 419 parts per million compared to the whole mass of air, that's 400 parts out of a million parts. That's really the loot, but it's amazing how the effect it has on, on climate change, but yet to mm -hmm. capture that excess, to get down back to 350 parts per million, that's where that organization's name comes from, by the way, 350.org, is yeah. that's a safe level of carbon, right? More than that, we're in danger. Now we're in like bigger danger. Um, so um, yeah, so so the, the uh, where was I? So carbon capture, um, uses a device and it's able to a direct air capture. You know, you have to blow a lot of the air over this capturing mechanism, whether it's specialized, you know, ethylene glycol type of, of compounds that are able to capture. And then you switch the cycle and then you can blow off the CO2 from the medium, say the filters that it was captured on. And then when you blow it off, you kind of, you know, essentially change the valve and you capture that CO2. Now you have concentrated CO2 that can be either buried or used or finding use. They can make alcohols out of, out of the CO2, <laughs> you know? And so the alcohols are precursors to other chemicals. So instead of digging up petroleum and making my plastic chair that I mentioned earlier, perhaps my chair can be made out of captured CO2 in the air, permanently sequestered. Right. And so, um, okay. you know, and, you know, sequester these things underground. The warning is that the petroleum industry and the big industries are really into that because they think they can continue business as usual. And we add a little carbon capture at the end. Perhaps in that case, they're still pumping CO2 because of all the petroleum they're digging up. Maybe it's slightly less intensive because if you consider what the carbon that they captured. 
but if it's being used to, it can be used as a frack gas, unfortunately, you know, to dig up more mm. natural gas and more oil. So we don't want that use, but permanently stored underground in like basalt or salt formations are really good, you know, because it's permanently sequestered underground and mineralizes, you know, with the minerals that are underground, the salt crystals, the different types of, of, uh, of mineral salts. Um, and, and again, you know, making alcohols or making other useful products out of this capture CO2 that permanently sequesters awesome. it. So that's an exciting Tech, tech technology. What about too. the soil? We've got about four minutes left. So I'm oh my God. Oh, then let's talk about soil. Yeah, soil organic carbon. You know, soil contains carbon and plants contain carbon. And if you have a, a, a fecund soil with, 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 you know, with a lot of humic matter in it, and it's really good for the plants to grow in. And what happens is happening in California. This is a project I'm working on. They're facing big drought. And so the wine industry is suffering, you know, last year, uh, a big portion of the harvest was ruined because they got smoky, the grapes got smoky, and you can't make wine out of out of smoked grapes. This is going to get people motivated. They're like, oh my God, no oh, more yeah, wine. Yeah, I'm a wine drinker. Oh my God, my wine, my wine. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so this project, they're working down with the vineyards in Napa and Sonoma. They're also working with the uh, nut growing almonds and walnuts and stone fruit. And they really want to expand. They have a specialized uh, cover crop that uh, is so unique and does not compete with the growing cycle of, of the grapes. And it does not compete with the growing cycle of the nuts and other cash crops. And what it, so it is growing roots, which is sequestering carbon every year. And, but it also, the main, a really important feature of this is that it helps retain water in the soil. So during drought conditions, instead of bare ground between these rows of trees and the rows of vines, or a cover crop that you have to terminate with a chemical when the growing season starts, right? You have this natural hybrid that works with that and it preserves the water and it keeps the dust down during harvest time. When you harvest nuts, you go through on these, you know, dirt, dirt alleys between the rows of trees and you have a machine that shakes, literally shakes the trees, shakes the nuts right off the trees, then a big vacuum, then they lie, lie, lie on the ground, they dry out, then a big vacuum comes and vacuums all this up on this bare dusty ground. <clears throat> the clouds of dust and the air quality for the children who live in the communities during harvest time is horrendous, mm -hmm. asthma, things like that. So, well, we've got two minutes left here, so let's kind of get to <clears throat> just. I want to. I want to wrap this up, but but Please. what you're saying is that there are there are technologies that are going to improve agricultural practices. We do have yes. technologies that can pull carbon out of the air, and there's so many things that we can do as individuals and as communities to reduce our carbon footprint. Wolf Lichtenstein has been my guest today. He's with EvergreenCarbon.com. You're doing such great work. You're, you're helping people locally. Oh, you're working you with the so state, much. reducing our carbon footprint. And then you're working on these big macro level international projects. We're, we're trying to solve this problem. It's so urgent, but it's so glad that you're doing that work. Evergreencarbon.com is your website. You had yeah, anything else you want to say in our last minute? I, I would say, come and join me in this work. Find a place to engage. 
Don't take it lying down and don't piss and moan. Get engaged. Join an organization. Talk to your family. Talk to your friends. Look at your own behavior. Make a change. Make change for good. We all need it. We need you. For everyone.